Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash themoviegang. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com backslash themoviegang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Trevor Flynn. I'm Sarah Becker. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Peter Dancy. And I'm Sean Silies. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast, our special Oscar episode. How is everyone doing this week? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, luckily, luckily, we don't do this show live, so no one has to hand me a official ballot that someone can fuck up halfway through. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, also uh, just mentioning because I don't think it'll come up. They also fucked up in memoriam because obviously they leave off people, but one of the people they showed the picture was of a person who's still alive. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh. Seriously? Yeah, they, they had the name of someone who died, but the picture was of someone who's still alive. <laughs> what, what would be even That's funnier phenomenal. is if they were in the room watching, like, they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. Like, he like member, stands yeah. up, he's like, guys, <laughs> I'm good. She, yeah, she's like, hey, hey, yeah, right here. That's actually terrible, he's because st- there's so many people that died during that thing that I started Googling and was like, oh, they died? Jesus Christ, how yeah. did I miss that? So many, yeah. right. Because like yeah. you know, last year was such a bloodbath, so it's just come and come into it. I was like, I totally like Google like like Lund and like some of the cinematographer names that I didn't even know died because there was no fanfare when they went. It was really sad. It's the, okay. pl- the yeah. plight of the yeah. cinematographer. But at least yeah. you and uh, you mm-hmm. and Ben care. So <laughs> we care. We do care. <laughs> but even, we care, and we didn't even fucking know that Robert Lund died. <laughs> that, was, that threw me off actually a little bit. He did a lot of great French films. I think I'm mispronouncing his name, which is just really adding to this insult to injury. Lund, <laughs> How dare you, Jack? Yeah. Robert Lund. I don't know. Something along those lines. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about the Oscars. We're going to get right into it. We're going to go through a couple categories this week. We're going to start off with the best picture. We're going to get right into the meat and get past that uh, awkward misstep. And then we're going to get to technical awards, <laughs> writing, production, music, animated, the ones no one watched, shorts, acting, and then we'll end it with directing. So we're going to go through all these today and actually get into the meat of the Oscars and uh, kind of what they represent for the future of uh, that. And we're not just going to talk about the Best Picture screw-up, which is what everyone else has been doing today. Should we talk about it a little bit? Yeah, that's why I'm starting the show with it. (laughs) We're going to get it out of the way. Like, we have to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, it is is the thing everyone noticed. So I've I've sort of zapruded this whole thing. And as far as I could tell, what happened was... Emma Stone came off. Uh, the the PricewaterhouseCooper who does the accounting for the Oscars has two envelopes on each side of the wings wow. for each uh, award. So yeah. when somebody comes on on either side of a wing, whichever one they're on, they could give them that award. So they don't have to run across the stage or backstage to give them if it's on the other side or whatever. So she comes off. He takes a picture of her and is like, PricewaterhouseCooper in the house, yo. And... Uh, is not paying attention, gives the Best Actress Oscar envelope that he has to Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty looks at it, tries his best to figure out what the fuck is going on. He shows it to Faye Dunaway. 
to try to be like, what's going on? But she just reads La La Land and goes, La La Land! And then the whole (laughs) thing exploded and everyone lost their goddamn minds. (laughs) So... What what's what's absurd to me, and I'm just gonna go on like a little like rant here, is that there's no reason to hire PricewaterhouseCoopers to like do the Oscars, right? So like a they're like the biggest accounting firm in the world. They do like Fortune 500 co- companies like books, right? The only reason they're hired is because the Oscars has like extra money to spend, and it's cool to have like an accounting right. firm come in and do this, right? And, there's and, no and like, if I wanted to no argue, fucking, oh. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit there, and I'm going to come in. And, hey, this is the worst commercial for Price Waterhouse Cooper ever. First, yes. <laughs> like this is this uh, like this, this is the first time I've been made aware in a long time of their fucking existence, and it's over this. But that's you know, <laughs> points aside. Um, this is one of the issues that kind of the video game awards have a little bit that I've noticed is that they don't have the kind of cachet and nothing ever gets the cachet that the Oscars does. And I think that the Oscars kind of gets that cachet by doing a lot of little shitty things like this, <laughs> like by not being the Spike Awards and putting Felicia Day in like a booth babe thing and kind of, you know, taking <laughs> feminist icons and really not understanding the culture and stuff. Like the Oscars has its own internal culture and spends money on these things in silly ways. But it's got the it shows it's showing off that it has the money off to back uh, to back up this industry in this sort of way and the money involved in there and so in some ways I think that like involving Price Waterhouse Cooper is one of those small things that just gives it that cachet that like I think a video game award show really really needs um, so well, like as well, I, I understand what you're saying like there's no reason that it needs to exist but it's more like a it's like a, we do this because we have money right because it gives that allure of like the people with the briefcase and silver and the oh, handcuffed and only they know the answers oh, and even the academy doesn't know the answers right, you know like, right I, I understand it gives this sort of air of mystique I understand right. that it's like the same reason that you've got like Rolex sponsoring the Oscars right like it's just I understand like what's <laughs> trying to achieve name dropper <laughs> name dropper we don't, they don't just they don't just tell time they tell history it's like please uh yes reaching, they do reaching. so fun fun fact that i need to talk to you later about sean but uh let's just say that i spent some money on a rock recently and it may be in the same ballpark as somebody's uh watch Lord have mercy. Yeah, I don't want to say anything more on air. Sorry, that's probably too much information as is. Um, <laughs> like that guy from This Breaking is clue Bad. number three, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Figure find the crystal path? I don't know what I actually haven't even worked it out yet. In the next couple of weeks, it's going to actually start being actual clues. I hope she doesn't listen back this far to like I actually fucks up some part of the scavenger hunt. Okay proposal thing over um but yeah I, I think that for me like you know price waterhouse cooper is kind of cool um it's hilarious that you know it's one of those things it's like they just do it just because and it's hilarious that even though they put all this extra money into them doing it they totally fucked it up <laughs> some intern that's trying to get his picture made with emma stone <laughs> yeah and uh it's 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 unfortunate because as much as there is a funness about it and the oscars are like we said the most sort of formal of all the award shows i can think of where they have a very the very specific style and a tone and the golden globes are more your drunk actors having fun this is very serious and it's a serious event and we have fun but in the end of the day it's about art um so i understand why people are enjoying the bit of the anarchy with that but it just just kind of sucks because like 
I got to give praise to the La La Land producers and the Moonlight producers. Everyone was really good about being on point. I think only PricewaterhouseCooper came out looking bad in this situation, in my opinion. Because everyone did a very good job of being like, you guys won. They tried their hardest to show it off, you know. But it robs both of them of their night. Like, La La Land guys get this shitty thing that they're going to remember forever. And Moonlight doesn't get to have a good acceptance speech because they're all like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, what do you even say? Like, they're shell-shocked and Jimmy Jimmy Cooper's standing right there, like, trying to, like, you know, recover. Jimmy Fallon. I don't know who Jimmy Jimmy Cooper is. Jimmy Cooper. Jimmy Cooper Cooper sounds like a (laughs) Superman character. Jimmy Cooper. (laughs) No, that's uh, that's uh, Olsen. Olsen. Uh, Yes. Jimmy Olsen. Sorry, that was too many Jimmy. Damn, that was nerdy. Need a call of Jimmy's. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, but the big thing here for me (laughs) is like, let's talk about like the thing that the thing that's actually making me upset is that this is clearly a stupid accident, and it's a stupid accident that's overshadowing the good thing the Oscars did. Which is they yes. actually like like they're and and I think that's the thing is I think that Moonlight really was the superior film and I'm gonna say that I did actually say that beforehand multiple times on this cast but like Moonlight was the superior film and not only did that but they're also still not favoring a white acting like a white predominant cast film over this and I think it's I mean part of me you know the cynical part of me thinks like you know this is more an intentional take on this on on the voting cast to like have that but at the same time the way the voting is done for the oscars it's hard to to imagine that they had like some consensus go through to suggest that they wanted to do this because they wanted a black film to win apparently it's also part of a larger trend that the um best picture is nominee is um splitting with um, the other awards like the uh and one of the lower earning ones like that happens spotlight and 12 years of slave right Mm -hmm. yeah right Right, and uh, I I think I think the thing is you have to remember is they're ranked. So like, if your number one choice loses, then your vote goes to your number two choice. If that loses, it goes to your number three choice. And I wouldn't be surprised if La La Land was more people's number one. Yeah, but Spotlight was most people's number two. You know what Moonlight, I mean? I, Moonlight, Moonlight. Yeah, not Moonlight. Spotlight. Good. Did I say Spotlight? I meant um, No, you're I, 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 We know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Moon by Duncan Jones. Um, no, the, that's why Moonlight was most people's number two. No, and because I, I, I just saw on like these honest Oscar polls and hearing what little you hear from these people, like most people just had a general respect for Moonlight. They may not have been their favorite film in the air, but all of them at least saw what Barry Jenkins was doing, and most of them thought it was very impressive. And I think that's even the if thing. it wasn't their choice. The, the winner of this is usually the film, and that's the thing. Is This is the kind of thing that La La Land is good at, and why I think it was... Why I kind of kept suspecting that it was going to do better than I thought was because... Like, it's one of those films that just seems to, you know, either way, it's in your top three. Do you know what I mean? But so is Moonlight. And I guess that's the thing that really came out this year that I was surprised. I felt like there might be some people that wouldn't have Moonlight up there or would split the vote with Fences and some sort of... Again, that's a that's a really cynical view to take, that to, suggesting that Moonlight and Fences split each other. But I guess they're both dramas to some extent. I, I actually think the bigger upset could have been Hacksaw Ridge, because Hacksaw Ridge was on editing, and editing is almost always... The winner best picture yeah that was so that i was shell shocking a lot of the 
I would surprise if all of the <laughs> older people went for Hacksaw, a lot of the younger people went for La La Land, and everyone had Moonlight in the middle. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. well, that's the other thing. Let's go ahead and move on, and I know that's we're spending very little time on Best Picture. It's going to come up more, and we need to talk about it more and about things that are happening, but it's kind of core to the Oscars. But my, my intention here is to move on past and talk not just about the things that have happened, but also about, like, all the other little elements, because there's a lot of, there's a real, there's a tale that we can purse apart here of, like, what the Oscars are valuing and what they're suggesting that they're valuing and little cool things that we can take away. So, for instance, film editing here, it was divided again. So, like, moving on into the technical awards section, let me just skip down to film editing, which was Hacksaw Rich, take, took it away. And again, film editing, has been said, has predominantly almost always been best picture as well. Like, best director best fi- in film editing. Usually, best director gets given to somebody else, and it's kind of like this sort of weird uh, nod. So it's very weird that Hacksaw Ridge took this away. And not to be offensive, but I really disagree with that a little bit. Like, I understand, like, editing versus that. Same. But ha- Hacksaw Ridge is not that great. And it's... <laughs> uh, my joke when I saw that he went editing was he should have edited out the first 40 minutes of Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. know that Jack is an especially great fan of Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, my thing, my bigger thing here, and I, this is like theory, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing about Mel Gibson, but Mel Gibson is is trapped as a filmmaker in an earlier time period for making films, and then that's, that's a really weird, like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's trapped in this yeah. like he's trapped in this generation of like Maverick and fucking The Patriot, and he makes these like soupy films, like he makes these syrupy films in this way and it's just this different time yeah that are a bizarre mix of like treacly frank capra-esque but yeah. are gory like he's obsessed with people getting their suffering fucking he's limbs obsessed with like off. yeah and yeah like he's the obsessed fact with that, a person just suffering go ahead sean oh no just like the silly fact that in uh, fucking braveheart like uh, william wallace like has like falls for the french princess for like, no reason like <laughs> there's no reason for yeah, her to be a character <laughs> i imagine at, like you know being in and this is a little bit different because braveheart wasn't it wasn't directed by uh, mel was it yeah yes, it was. he directed am i serious am i missing really yeah, that's his first directed film and he won best director yep. for it oh god jesus oh wow the, <laughs> The times as they were. I mean, uh, this is the other thing that's going <laughs> to yeah. become a thing is like I really do think the Oscars is growing as as like people who enjoy the films they enjoy is in my mind getting better. Even though that like I think Hacksaw Ridge and maybe this is my point is that like they don't really make a lot of films like Hacksaw Ridge anymore, and that's why yeah. I think that it that this one gets the attention it is because I don't think it is better than films of these other treacly films that used to come out really really great. Like I don't think it's better than The Patriot or some stuff like that. Patriots, its own bucket of worms, and I actually touch it. Uh, actually, I actually do think it is better than the Patriot. Uh, a, sorry, I just stepped in it. Um, I'll fight you there. You, you started remembering <laughs> he said, the Patriot, don't talk and you were about like, it, wait, and then wait, he decided like, he was going to poke at himself with the fire. I saw, no, he was no, like, this I saw, is mine. No one. I, I could see the scenes entering his mind. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, like, wait. I, like, there's that scene where they're just like him and his son, and like him like going to murder the guy. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's terrible. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no one wants to die. Look, when the guy who makes you know 2012 makes a American Revolutionary oh War movie. Or like the it's tea scene silly. when she like just drinks all the black like tea and they like make out and somehow that makes their teeth all black and you're like and it's like supposed to be a cute moment and you're like fuck that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what? Fuck everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Alright. 
well, that, moving on to Thank cinematography, God. which again was the one that was taken away by La La Land this weird year. Because again, La La Land did not sweep by any. Uh, they got best no, director and close. cinematography and a lot of the music um, well, production the, design. They got six Academy Awards. Six out of the fourteen. Yeah. which is okay. So that's crazy. that's good. I mean, uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, it's not terrible, but like. For one of the most nominated films of all time, you, exactly. it didn't do more. what the other most nominated films of all time did, which is like Titanic. Which is when you watch the Titanic show, it was literally like, "Can we stop saying the goddamn word Titanic?" Like, yeah. all I fucking hear. Yeah, <laughs> like this is not, this is ridiculous. Like, stop it. <laughs> right, but this felt a lot more even. Yeah. At least, what did you guys think? Part. I think my thing too is that like. I wish Moonlight had taken, especially on the cinematography scale. I understand the technical capabilities of La La Land and some of the old style and some of the ways that they mix stuff up. But I was never really impressed with with the cinematography of this film because it's trying to affect an older style. And I always want La La Land to go like 25% farther with its color grading to affect that style better. See, I, I feel like right. you, you had like the same deal with... Uh like the cinematographer last year for, uh, you know, who won the Revenant. Um, is it, you don't like it when like attention is drawn to the fact that like someone is, you know, someone is using yeah. these techniques. Right. But I, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. It's, it's fun as a viewer just to like, it's like, Oh, cool camera work. What do you know? I <laughs> yeah, thought the cinematography I, was the best part about it. So I was happy that it won for that. Even yeah, though I didn't vote I, for it. I'm very mixed with both. I, I kind of want to give my vote to both. I think I might favor La Land, but I think what, Moonlight did in terms Moonlight, of filming yeah. black skin is really exactly. impressive. And, and the other thing and too is Moonlight Moonlight is technically super capable. And that's what I mean is that it has these beautiful, unbelievably shots, but it also then technically strings them together and kind of in, uh, in kind of an enjoyable way. And it kind of shows me like it, it, the film work in Moonlight is invisible. The film work in La La Land is again, you know, you know what, Sean, thanks for bringing up the Revenant. Cause that's exactly what my beef with this is. Cause La La Land is highly, is just like, look at this camera well, that, movement, but it, and, and this, it fits yeah. this one a little bit better. And I'll, and I'll give it, I'll give La La Land credit because it is a movie about movies like you know the camera work being all up and down and cranes and all this stuff like it's much more it's much it fits this movie a lot better than like the revenant or like you know where like there's like if you're gonna do these insane cinematography like motivation things like something like birdman much more highly motivates it than the revenant does which is the revenant is just you do it because you just fucking can yeah And, and and it is that because I mean when I saw his Instagrams I was like oh he's winning best cinematography because every day he'd put up some crazy new camera rig or some crazy new whip pan or some crazy new thing he did yeah, that, that, in the film it has a kinetic energy that when you look at like behind the scenes footage you're like whoa whoa yeah, I mean, yeah, which I mean, is like, cool but I, it's I, I, different because like for me when I, for me for me when I was thinking about like who was going to win cinematography it was basic like like even though I unfortunately have not yet seen La La Land I'll get to it like like I chose I chose Triple L to win basically because of the videos that that you, that you were that you were sending to all of us showing like showing his post where he's right, showing his post where he's like look at what I'm doing look at how we did this shot look at how we did this and look how we did this scene and it's like okay that's actually pretty impressive well, yeah. you're probably gonna win because of it and I because think, you're showing off your shit and I think that's what you want right is you want people to be innovative with you know the camera techniques and advanced <laughs> innovative is. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. I think you did something to Jack's Words, stomach. Words, use them, they exist. Meh! <laughs> 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 cinematography! <laughs> 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 
I'm the cinematography troll, and I have an opinion about everything. <laughs> I've met you many times in bars. <laughs> yeah. and that's going on your personalized mug. Yes. <laughs> that, that really honestly should go on Andrew's really mug if he, if he ever shows up. In like the continuing it. series of Movie Gang, the cinematography troll will be an ongoing character. Yes. Oh, no. If we ever do Blade Runner, he's going to come out and be like, this is the only moment where I like anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. let's move on. Let's move on to sound editing and sound mixing. I'm going to combine these categories because, again, for sound editing, we had Arrival. For sound mixing, we had Hacksaw. Ben, explain the difference for our dear viewer real fast because this yeah, is really be- fucking confusing. Yeah, because you have to, 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 yeah, to do that last night for both Sarah and I because we yeah. did not understand the difference. Uh, yes, uh, the, the the basic is that edit. You could think of sound editing as the architect and sound mixing as the builder. Uh, an editor is the one who has to basically create every sound you hear on film. You cannot use older sounds unless they're stock foot stock sound effects. Look up any games from the '90s to find stock sound effects. Um, you have to create every sound. So when you watch something like Arrival. Every shit noise, every computer monitor, every step, every <laughs> footstep like, is recorded because someone's like literally shitting in a bathroom. It's like, ah, I need to get the mic. They gotta record that. Oh, Somebody's gotta y'all do that. missed this today. I literally, like, I had my phone, I had earphones in, and was listening to a book on tape while taking a crap. And I, I turned around in the stall, and I had I had my phone up on like the like the toilet holster, um, not the, you know the toilet paper holster. And like I turned around, and my earphones dragged my phone and threw it around like a like in this arc, and just arced it perfectly into a pile of my own feces. <laughs> I just I just like shit my own phone, and then I'm like with my pants down, trying to wipe and get my phone out there, and I'm armed deep in this shit in a, I think public, this is... in a tiny public toilet, which is so st- <laughs> fucking stressful. And then you just like walk outside, you could hear people, and you're like, I would have to walk two feet to the sink with my shit phone. <laughs> and then Katie calls, and it's buzzing, and the shit is like moving around on top of the phone. And I'm just like, and I'm like, want to answer because I really need to talk to her about something that's important, but I'm going to put a fucking shit phone to my face, and then I'm going to have shit face, and then I still got to make that walk to the sink, and then I got to clean up my shit face. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. This Jack, this is a great story, but I do believe Ben said ship noises. Oh, did he say ship noises? Damn. I said ship noises. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I think this is a great time to cut to commercial and advertise our Audible. <laughs> yeah, in between Things my you explanation. you can do when you're taking a shit. For you, the listeners of the Movie Kick podcast, oh, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I I need to find oh man when is Audible gonna have a book about feces like that's oh that's God. what I need now at this no. moment Has anyone got there probably is one no. they need to I'm have sure. that kids book everyone poops in there oh we're uh, uh, yes let me see we're lucky that this cast doesn't actually make money or we would totally be getting sued by Audible right now right well, we do actually make money unfortunately they actually pay us money for these ads so yep. Uh, I'm going to recommend by Ed Robinson, Poop, Booze, and Bikinis, narrated by Dave Wright. (laughs) It is from the member's price right now is $4.86 or one free credit. And if you do your 30-day free trial, you can head over there right now and get a free audiobook about poop. 
as you can get almost an infinite number of books, including The Girl on the Train, The Hobbit, Divergent, Lean In, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, The Book Thief, Crush It, all sorts of other great audiobooks that don't have anything to do with poop. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com backslash Tuscan. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash Tuscan for your free audiobook. We actually do make money off this, Sean, you son of a bitch. So Don't sue us, <laughs> Audible. Can I finish my explanation now? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> all right. Sound so like mixing. I said, sound editors make all the sounds, sound mixers <laughs> that take all those sounds that they created, as well as dialogue and every single individual music track. So, you know, your percussion, your strings, your wind, your voice, everything, and then mix it all together to create the ultimate perfect sounding experience. So... Uh, one thing that's interesting about this is that one of the sound mixers who won for uh, Hacksaw Ridge is Kevin O'Connell, who has been nominated 21 times and never won before that. Oh my God. So, and had not been nominated Oscar. for a decade. Uh, and he's worked on films like Transformers, Spider-Man, The Patriot, which we just mentioned, Pearl Harbor, The Rock, Twister, and uh, Dune and Top Gun. So wow. yeah, he's been around forever. It's a long... Yeah, yeah. I was just bringing back some memories. Which yeah, Dune? He's a... Uh, uh, the original, 1984. Oh, man. The, uh, the, the David Lynch one. The weird one. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one with Sting um, and Patrick Stewart. So, yeah. I, it's tough with these because I think most people don't know what they're voting for. <laughs> and I understand because, like, I also kind of don't know what a best sound mixing sounds like. Editing is a little easier because you right. can... You watch something Transformers, and even though I don't like Transformers, the Transformers movies have the best sound I've ever heard. They're like unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, they have and, unbelievable sound, and they create that. And, and I'm always blown away when I listen to it. But like mixing, I don't know. Like, well, very I rarely I, have I gone to a film and then like this is perfectly mixed. I I, I personally can't really. And I, and I think that's the thing is that it's one of those things that like there has to be technical awards and there's like a like the voting process on those is a little bit different I believe if I'm not mistaken because I had yes there is a technical Oscars that right. that does a lot of the work for like innovations and in right visual effects so there's the thing, like a whole visual effects Oscars. the nice thing about the Oscars is the Yuha- the Yahoos that are like voting for best picture aren't necessarily voting for sound mixing like they're going to sound mixing individuals and hopefully like getting good opinions so it is that's one of those- for Nominations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, for nominations. So all these films are great. Like Rogue One, the sound in Rogue One is is absolutely fantastic. Totally great. But totally great. but like it's one of those things. It's like sound editing. It's like you know I would expect Rogue One to be in sound editing as opposed to sound mixing. To be entirely honest. Right, but again, right. probably a lot of that noises in Star Wars is like legacy noises from the series, and I just right. I felt like they did a, also true. Well, I felt like they did a good job for it, but again, that's that's a different day's discussion. But we need to move on. So, and this is one <laughs> of the most important categories today is just visual effects, which was won by The Jungle Book. And again, for that, that was uh, this year. It was Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Hmm. And of course, The Jungle Book won for visual effects. And I have to admit, those fucking animals animals are super impressive even if that movie was absolutely terrible yeah i i I can't deny i have like a personal issue in that like i saw that movie and i was like is this just a fucking test reel for a lion king movie and And then a fucking year later john favreau is directing the lion king movie and i'm like yes it was (laughs) exactly what it was i think i think you actually messaged me like like you messaged me the like the day the day you went and saw it because i think you saw it a little before a little before me because you were still here before you were in la and you're and and, like you told me that and i and like and i like two hours later i go see it myself and i text and i message back yes you are absolutely correct (laughs) 
<laughs> so remember how last so, but year they are impressive. we were making the point they that uh, it looked like a step up for the Oscars, rewarding visual effects that are actually integral to the storytelling as opposed to the latest greatest achievement, what with um, the animation of Ex the Machina. Android and Ex Machina last year. This seems like the opposite of that to me. <laughs> Anybody else? I mean, yeah. I guess for my uh, bit my, here my choice... is that what would you take as a contrary bit? Star Wars I, is a very say, Star Wars is a very uh, straightforward thing. Kubo and the Two Strings would be the one that I would say. See, would that like would be a, my choice. Yeah. That was my second choice. That was my choice because Kubo and the Two Strings is what I wish more. We would do more, which is we are taking a very classic style of filmmaking, which is stop motion animation, and we're using CGI to make it look as good as it has ever looked. It, like that is the best looking stop motion animated film I've ever seen. And it also is more part and, of the story. Yes, yeah, so I think. That's what I do want to see more of, and and I, I that would have been my choice personally. Yeah. But I think this is one of those moments where we have to recognize that like the technical things to the but that is impressive. You no, know, exactly. Like you know, we could we we all said right after that cast, like we hated this cast, but the technical feats of how they made the animals so lifelike and realistic and so anthropomorphized, it's like never been approached that much in like a live action movie. Like I think I think this is this is still like the technical landmark category because it is for visual effects, and and I agree that like like nothing is as beautiful as Kubo and the Two Strings. Um, and I would have preferred that to have won, and I agree with you. But like we have to, we have to like respect that nothing has ever been seen like the Jungle Book before, a little bit, and that we're going to be seeing a lot more of it. So hopefully, the Lion King does not win, but it'll inevitably get a bunch yes. of fucking Oscars because <laughs> yeah. it's the Lion King, and for whatever reason, that association with lions makes everyone want to throw a goddamn Oscar at it. Well, and let's remember <laughs> last year too that the uh, well, we we all Say love you rich um, about lion because <laughs> it's called lion. We we all. Uh, you know, we loved Ex Machina last year, but the only reason that it won was because Mad Max Fury Road and Star Wars uh, split the yeah, vote, yeah. right? So, and, and this is the <laughs> yeah. funny thing is like we're we're like holding that up as Probably. like, oh, this is a great example of what's to come, and they really are forward thinking. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> it's just like it's all <laughs> fucking really. toss up. God damn it! Which is you know maybe the lesson to take away from this year's Oscars is even when they learn, they don't really learn. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's a theories. All right, let's move on to writing. Uh, adapted screenplay for Moonlight. How do you guys feel about this one? Very excited. Very. Can I? Okay I'm glad this. Barry Jenkins got a Oscar. I don't know if he was got an Oscar for producing. I don't think he was a producer on Moonlight. I'm not sure. No, but I'm just uh, glad because I, I, I think it's a very, very incredible screenplay. And uh, uh, from what he took from the original play and what he did for himself. And, you know, he's sort of funny because everyone's like what's it like to grow up as a gay black man he's like i'm not gay (laughs) i'm straight like i I just took a very good screenplay and took his words and i could understand it and i built my story around it and i think that's what you do with a great which is the thing that i think that i enjoy most about moonlight and and was something that i was actually surprised because i went into it kind of like like a little weary because i was like i I knew it was gonna be it has to be i I mean it it just has to be about a little bit of suffering to some extent and and as i was going into there i was like i I hope it's something that like i can viscerally understand and like like associate with or just like it's if it's just like it's his experiences are so much different than mine that like it's just something that i'm going to sit through and and want a better life for him but not really take something away from but just the way they fucking and i know you guys were not as big on the bullying arc as i was but like the way it's represented and the way they do it and the way that he comes back and and, and again the scene where he like he like triggers Chair. exactly oh no, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. I was totally for that I was totally for no that. and that's the thing is that that's something that like I like could viscerally understand is that moment where you just crack 
and it's just <laughs> and you're just the power you take from your ability to hurt another human being and like how that can like totally change you as a person it's it's it's, it's just it's a great fucking movie yeah, I, I wish Moonlight was in the same category as Arrival, because I love the screenplay for Arrival, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was a better screenplay, in my opinion, but Arrival, I wish, could have won. It was I, I get quite that. an adaptation, it's, it's a good considering year. what it came from. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really short, short story, yeah. right? Yeah. I understand. Yeah. All right. Uh, original screenplay, Manchester by the Sea. I have to strongly agree with this one. Yeah. Um, who else saw Manchester by the Sea? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've not yet seen it. I have not I seen it. I haven't had the opportunity. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. seen it. I laughed like a lot, actually. I thought it was so it's fu- funny. I loved it. I loved it's it funny. So it's a weirdly funny it's, movie. It's weirdly, it's horrifying and funny at the exact same time. My favorite, my favorite line, just for like an excerpt, is when they go to like get the idea to sell the guns from the gun cabinet to keep the boat running, and the kid is just like, "So who are you going to shoot, you or me?" Because they're just both so miserable. <laughs> <laughs> such a dark joke. <laughs> it's such a Trevor joke when I think about it. It is. Uh, no, I, not to I be take offensive. that as high praise. Thank you. Yeah, Manchester no, exactly. by the Sea that is, is such praise. a Trevor movie because it's just like this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna. Say it that. made me happy, y'all. Like that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. That's awesome. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I, I think this movie is great. I, it's hard for me not to talk about what it doesn't do, which I feel bad about, but it, it really just does avoid so many cliches and has so many well-written characters and yeah. just so yeah. believable a story. No, it's, it gives you a, like a very, and this is the bit that I would like to say that like on a writing level, I think Manchester is superior to Moonlight a little bit. Um, and that's not to say like there's a difference between plot writing and moment to moment writing. And I think that's the issue is that, uh, from a moment to moment, the writing in the universe is what sells Manchester by the Sea much more than like what's being sold in Moonlight. The plot is. Being I think s- I would. I think the, I meet you in the middle of saying that Manchester's a better written movie and Moonlight's a better directed movie. I think that's exactly what I'd say. I'll agree yeah. with that. No, no. I mean, I think that Moonlight is has a better overarching plot that's moving through it and like it's getting to a point and then putting it out there. Where Manchester is 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 giving you a feeling and and creating. The, I think Manchester may be doing something a bit more complex. I also think saying. you can see the heritage of it being um, a play in the Moonlight screenplay, and that it's more about like saying what needs to be said a lot of the time. Like you can get away with a lot of like i i don't want to say cliched but more kind of you know cheesy lines in a theater context because it's more about the bravery of saying see fences see fences for further (laughs) further examples you want to see jack get better about something it's when you have a play and you don't make a play (laughs) and you don't even try to make a movie Before yeah. we uh, before we move on, I just had a had a note like one of Jimmy Kimmel's worst moments was after uh, Barry Jenkins gave a really awesome acceptance speech, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, it's like oh you, it's like an adapted screenplay. You're almost as good as like writing your own screenplay." And it was just like, "Oh, yeah. I was just like, I, like I have to admit, I had a visceral fuck you moment. <laughs> Same. Like that was. I feel like stupid. especially since Moonlight is like, it, it, it's so is this movie that's coming out of nowhere and, and like." made for no money and Naomi Harris only shot for three days in the movie oh, yeah. between making Spectre, you know, like in three days and like, it's just such a movie that like took so much like effort to get here. And so like whenever anyone it's on it, you're like, fuck you. <laughs> you have a very like instant, like, don't bully that movie. Like you can bully all the other movies. Yeah. No, bully Lionel yeah. fucking day long. You immediately turn yeah. to mama bear and you want to protect it. If anyone says anything bad about it, it's like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. I will rip your face off. 
Yeah, and I like, think make fun of La La Land I'll all day long. It deserves it. The hard thing <laughs> to Oh my god, yes, like, Sarah. Oh my yes. god, guys, just chill. <laughs> these people are not. These people are not mean on purpose. They're trying to make jokes. Like it's hard to make jokes. Have you seen Leno? That shit's hard. <laughs> Sorry, easy. Sorry. Jay Leno's well, still an easy target in 2017. I, um, let's move on to production. We've been marching towards this one, Jack. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So I actually got this one. We did for makeup and hairstyling. The first category, a Suicide Squad, <sighs> took the thing, and we were and and this was my thing. This is my Oscar strategy: plant it and be like, "There's no way that Suicide Squad will win," and then take the obvious choice. That's what you do. You plant false flags. <laughs> I, I, I was always going for uh for for that, but I should have gone with the one that made more money. Yeah. Like it, it makes yeah. more sense. And, I, and I'm totally with you. I think I think the production value of like Star Trek Beyond is far superior and more is done, to be entirely honest, makeup wise. Makeup wise, movie. yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like really, the only thing that's like really intense in like Suicide Squad is the Croc guy, which I think is really great. And then everyone just has like runny eyeliner for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, right. I don't understand basic hot topic makeup styles. Yeah, it's you know? like yeah. it is what it is. And, and, forgot- then, and then and then damaged in the most generic cursive font on Joker's head. Uh. <laughs> oh, I forgot they did the fucking makeup for that must be You're really welcome. weird to decide like the makeup for like the joker for the next f- couple iterations of movies or hopefully not the next couple iterations of movies if <laughs> it all falls apart which it feels like it do you did. think that's why do you think that's why bad <laughs> men have like lefties they're like oh you have to have jared leto be your joker he's like nope, nope. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> well I'm not doing especially <laughs> especially since like he was on that movie for a little while and he probably was there when jared leto threw a pig at everyone yeah, exactly. And he was like, "That's what I have to. That's what I have to deal with." Okay, no. He's no. like, "No, I, I mean, don't want pigs sent to my house for five the, months to get into." Character. The only reason it won is because of like how iconic, uh, you know, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was right. Like, it's funny because yeah. you go yeah. to uh, totally. Uh, you know, when I was in uh, Tokyo, <sighs> you go to like a store and every single shirt that they're fucking selling is uh, is fucking Harley Quinn. It's just it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it's like the movie has earned none of that. Like, you know, and, and, and she and let me give it, that actress. I forget her name off the top of my head. Margaret, Margaret Robbie, yeah, yeah. Margaret Robbie yeah. is unbelievably attractive, and she's and she's, talented. And she's representing and talented, yes. and from a moment. Well, okay, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that. No, like I, 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 I mean, like I, I will, I will, I will. I don't think that Harley Quinn like is any like does anything good for her, but I, but I will say that she is more talented than that. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And, and no, I think from a moment to moment version, she's barely representing the character of Harley Quinn. I just think that like Harley Quinn has always been this internal comics like girl that everyone loves and it's just like there's so much there's so much built-in need for like a character like like a female character like that and it's just watching it explode was I feel like it has more to do with like the comics and the history of Harley Quinn than anything else and the fact that she's already got all this built-in media and then you just attach a really attractive star to the thing of it and it's just like it was just like a time bomb that was like perfectly set to go off. Um, so it has, I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things where like the social zeitgeist that Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn inhabits is like way bigger than the fucking movie itself, which is interesting. Oh, absolutely true. I totally agree. Yeah. I don't think that's, uh, one, go ahead. Sorry, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, mine is stupid. Whenever you want a stupid comment, just throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're fine. All right. My stupid comment. Um, Number of Oscars that DCU movies have now won, one. Uh, number of MCU movies that have now had an Oscar, 
Zero. Oh my fucking god! Not a you know single what, MCU movie you know has what, won an Oscar. Ben, you can go Isn't fuck yourself. Crazy? Shut the hell up! Don't 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 bring that trash in here. That's hilarious. I, 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 Isn't that it weird? is depressing now. He's and like. Isn't it, it weird it, though? Like I and it's one no, of those I, things. I, I, I know. I know. And 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 I will say this though, like it's not. I'm not surprised because the Oscars aren't. Ne- I mean, the Marvel universe is not necessarily pushing VFX to the, to that's the extent. True. And that's, that's the true. thing. Yes. And that's what Harry Potter did. And that's where it gets its Oscars. Is it pushed VFX? Or I mean, the apparent. No, it didn't. Get fantastic. Yeah, there. Fantastic Beach is the first one, but it got nominations. Like I don't think there's any Marvel yes, nominations. Yes. Or Doctor Strange was nominated. Doctor for Strange VFX. was. Doctor yes. Strange. Was, yeah. was, Which, was but it had more like an interesting Inceptionist. Exactly. Artistic. Art that was a really pretty movie. Yeah. Which is yeah. why it did didn't win because inception already did it exactly it did the same thing which is and i think that's the thing is like the creativity in the universe they're putting good movies together but they're putting good movies in such a way as them just being above what the academy likes to consider and i think the academy will enjoy shitting on the marvel movies for a while before it eventually gives yeah i think uh, i think marvel is content to make billions of dollars and not like dc's like you want to trade we'll give you your oscar if you give us your winning formula we'll trade you for 16 rotten like fresh ratings oh my god can i say though as, as far as far as like potential as far as potential like nominations and wins that that, that the that the mcu could have gotten in both visual effects and makeup and hairstyling that's what that 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 is one of the, that is one of the things that makes me upset that they, that they are no longer making Inhumans into a feature film because because if you go and look at those comics for that stuff that's a lot of creativity that could have gone into just got up gone to at least one even, film or even makeup and hairstyling for Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. yeah that, that was, was the one I actually expected to get something like and the other thing that's actually surprising me too is that they're not winning any like sound editing sound mixing things like I, I yeah, get VFX yeah. I sort of get cinematography. Well, I, I really get cinematography. None, none of it's none of it's like stupendous. None of it's great. Yeah, like it's none all it's like, all yeah, it's all stellar. particularly the Russo brothers stuff is. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They could win an award for fight scenes. The Russo brothers are really good at at, at uh, cinematography and fight choreography with with because uh, they do a good job of combining and doing um, wide out stuff. I, I really think the Captain America stuff is really well done. Personally, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I mean that that seventeen minute airport scene in Civil War is 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 like a damn good example. No, it's they they really have a thing down. It's just not something that's going to get awarded uh, Oscar for. No. Yeah. Yep. Should, which there should be like a kung fu Oscar. It's just like the dude is just like getting up and like whacking a board in half and something. That's racist. Um. Okay. Production design. La La Land. I'm absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 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 Arrival had really good design, but again, mm-hmm. Lalan had really, really great design. They really captured, like, especially the end when they're capturing like the look of those. Old I, I would argue that a good really that a good portion of La La Land's storytelling is and the and the scene setting is done through the production to a much greater extent than uh, Arrival. Arrival has a lot of that that one primary set in Arrival as as my thing. It's oh, much spaceship. more gray in tone, and and these are very beautiful. And I, I agree with celebrating them as opposed to Arrival's settings. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Costume design. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. This one came out of fucking nowhere. Who was the lady that... Uh, I know her, Ben. What Colleen is- Atwood. I should have known. Every time... I fucking do this every time yeah. where she gets nominated and I don't pick her because I don't see her name and she wins because she's like the Oscar darling. 
and she makes great costumes. I don't disagree, but like every time I fucking forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you is. do forget. Yeah, I love this is who is Colleen Atwood? That's <laughs> a top top Google search right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is in fact the first win ever for Harry Potter for anything, which is kind and of crazy. Uh, and Colleen I think Atwood's you're right, like uh, it, fourth fourth win. <laughs> Yeah. What are her other uh, her other ones? Alice in Wonderland was one. Ugh. That makes sense. Uh, let's, that it's makes uh, sense. Chicago Memoirs of a Geisha, Alice in Wonderland, and now Fantastic Beasts. Oh, Memoirs of a Geisha, ah. I get. Yeah. Wait, like most yeah. recent Fantastic Four? Well, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, Fantastic Beasts. I'm sorry. Yep. I thought you said Fantastic Four. I, was, yeah. I got really confused. No, I, like, I, I feel no. like it's one of those things where you feel like the Oscars should like actively decide not to have anything for Fan Four stick. Um, no, <laughs> but it's it's uh, you know I would have said that about Suicide Squad too, but here we are. Um, yeah, Academy <laughs> Academy Award winning movie Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide. <laughs> it's oh. like sometimes Oscars take that silence. Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the fact that they can Fuck say you, that is such Andrew a strange Garfield. You know thing. that. Go ahead, sorry, Peter. No, that was the end of my thought. Like the fact that they can say Academy Award winning Suicide Squad, you're just like slightly cringe worst yeah. edited movie of all time i think that is my worst edited movie of all time now in my in my opinion i it's one it's the worst agree. edited major movie i think yeah. i can ever no it's been been my uh some of andrew's short films are better edited than that and that actually that sounds <laughs> oh. um some of my <laughs> andrew and no no like andrew and my and my basic and our basic editing of our short films is better edited okay. than suicide squad yes yes no but i i i've seen really badly edited films but you're right like no, in terms no, no, of no, a no, major yeah. production yeah. it's daisies <laughs> Well, Daisy's it's, is meant to piss it's, you it's off. It's meant to piss you off. So <laughs> meant to piss Jack it, off. It, by it, the it's way. literally Not like anybody, particularly Jack Newman. Like, <laughs> it says that at the beginning. Do y'all remember that that class? Like, we we all had film editing, uh, not film editing, but uh, like film studies class together. And Keating made us watch Daisy's, and I was just really fucking angry <laughs> that he made me do that. <laughs> like, like I was, I was aggressively in the front row. Like fuck you, Keaton. <laughs> like, like you made me do that. You you made me spend an hour of my life doing that. We we also had a bunch of production projects at the same time in Tiger TV. So I was like, I hated I hated every second of that because I had other places to be too. <laughs> that is not the mindset to go watch Daisies. All right, costume. Yeah. So that's it. Then we're gonna go on to music. music. Sarah, get excited. Yay! Original Yay! score. La La Land. <laughs> I uh, Ben and I have talked about this, and uh, I'm I actually I didn't get around to seeing Arrival, but I've listened to the music. It's good, and uh, I'm really upset that it wasn't even nominated. But Ben, I think you can speak to a bit more why the score for Arrival was not nominated. Yeah, they had these rules where a certain percent has to be original, and um, a lot of the music is a riff on a specific pre-existing song uh, i don't know the name of the song on me right now but uh just yeah. look up like a rival song and uh, unfortunately that's why it was not nominated it was not a a it probably would have been nominated if it wasn't for that rule but uh unfortunately yeah. it was disqualified which, which is and there's some bizarre ones in this category too because this is the one that passengers was in there for and i was like what? yeah what i saw that i was like sarah yeah, how did that make it in yeah, 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 yeah. i uh, <laughs> I think it's more that I like 
Thomas Newman, then I like the score for Passengers particularly. Oh, and maybe, and not to be offensive, but that's the, that definitely seems to be the Oscars too. It's like the yeah. person counts a lot. Like, the, yeah. though that was my joke was like, if they don't count original, why do they count uh, Passengers? Because it's all ripped off exactly. from old Thomas Newman's. No, it's exactly. <laughs> it is Wally. It is the score for Can Wally. I, and I want to throw in another one in here because I, I think that we might have a, a, a competition, but I, the one that thing that's not represented here is your name, Kimino. Now and anything in the Oscars, I would actually oh, yeah. put an original great. score for Kimi no Nawa in here. What do you think oh, about yeah. that? I would agree with that. Yeah. No, I, I would have I would have thought Kimi no Nawa would beat and I, I mean I wouldn't have actually I wouldn't have expected it to win anything, but it deserved a nomination and I think was a contender over La La Land for uh, best score specifically because it doesn't really particularly it has a song in there, but it's not it's 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 very it's a very J pop song when they start doing like an opening in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, like it's, crazy. It goes bonkers. There's like two fucking bananas. openings in the middle of the movie where it's just like we're it. gonna do an anime opening now. Have a song. <laughs> That's crazy. No, but any- Sarah of the nom. Nominees was La La Land your favorite? Um, I need to see a list of the nominees again. The nominees are Jackie, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. I personally oh. wish Jackie had won, but that's me because I like weird me. Did not see stuff. it, unfortunately. Didn't either. Nope. Um, I enjoyed the score for La La Land. I listened to the soundtrack many times after I saw the movie. And, um, I like it in that, you know, you guys were talking about how the cinematography kind of harkens back to, you know, the 1950s style Hollywood musical. The music did that, too. And I appreciated that. I I really like the score for Moonlight, too, though. So I'm pissed off that that didn't win. Yeah, I think I think I can I can stomach La La Land. Let's go ahead and move on to song because this is also going to be the same. Almost the identical discussion for best song we had audition by la la land can't stop the feeling trolls good god city of stars la la land can't stop the, the empty chair stop, no. how far i'll go moana so again this was kind of a battle between la la land and moana and i highly expected uh the two la la land songs to split the vote but city of stars took it which which i think suggests I, that this is where i i have my advantage which is i live in los angeles so i get to see the for your consideration posters which are posters for the oscar voters Mm -hmm. and they put them all over the city and so every time i saw it they said city of stars city of stars city of stars yeah they did not say audition once like they were like so pissed off they get nominated twice and they were like we're picking one and it's city of stars we are not splitting the vote god damn yeah i think that's the thing they made it they made a concept like i was about to say that that the city of stars just must have killed it but no i agree with you like if they made a consent a concerted effort to win on city of stars and they're like this is stupid but uh, what honestly i'm very happy at least city of it's not my favorite song it's like i like the like the 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 fucking john legend song more than this movie like it's What? Sarah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I like John Legend. I'm sorry. I honestly like. He he makes my heart skip. But Audition is way better at the very least. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think think John Legend did a great job uh, actually performing City of Stars at the. No, never mind. Shut up, Sean. Never mind. (laughs) 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 What are you gonna say, Trevor? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I guess he. can't necessarily disagree with that the first, what the moment he started singing it was like I like Ryan Gosling singing this better and that doesn't no. say oh, yeah. great things um, yeah I guess no, that's just a personal it was weird I admit, though like I I really like the 
And this is the thing about that song that you can say, and I admit, about La La Land kind of in general, the lyrics, and maybe, Sarah, I, the melody itself, there's nothing really innovative musically going on, but it's just such well, it's, a simple, romantic kind of tune for me. Oh, it's just I, so well written, though. It's the thing. It's, that's what I think makes La La Land like the so lyrics? good. Yeah. It? yeah and and the this is where I'm going to get disagree with you guys, because how far I'll go, like, I don't like, I don't, I actually, I think Trolls is a, is a catchier song. The Troll, oh I can't stop God. that feeling, is a out. way catchier song. Get out. Than get out. out. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, listen to, listen to me for a minute. How Far I'll Go is not a very catchy song, but in terms of how well written it is and what it expresses, it does a lot better than everything else on this list. Hey, you're right. Like, you're there's trolling. a difference between a writing in the song and like the beat and melody to the existing song. And City of Stars kills all three, whereas How Far I'll Go is well written, but it's not catchy. And then Can't Stop This Feeling is just like a terrible catchy beat that is like an infectious, infectious HIV. No, it's, it's literally it's so literally it's like, like it's like a herpes. Can't stop the feeling. Honestly, is a song that is really only that is really only made popular, really only made only made like noticeable because it is Justin Timberlake. Other than that, yeah, I don't I, think I, anyone would give a damn. Also, fuck the empty chair. The fucking Sing Street should have been in that movie. I saw that goddamn song and I was forgetting it while he was goddamn singing. <laughs> like, that fucking oh, piece so of shit hate. song. That fucking piece of shit song gets in, but not like the actually good music from Sing Street. And I'm like the biggest Sing Street fan, but I like the right. music. It's very well done. And like, it's so stupid because he was just sitting there like, I'm singing a Sing song. Okay, bye. And I was like, Fuck you! Like, <laughs> like I hated I, it. I was so. I was mad watching with my girlfriend, and first of all, she didn't like recognize Sting at, or know who he was at first, which is what? one thing. But then, like after it was over, really? it's like, oh, did a song just happen? Like it was. It was very much yes, the same reaction right. as Ben. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like when you realize they're in Jungle Book when they're singing Bare Necessities and you're like, wait, was that the whole of Bare Necessities? Did you just do <laughs> Bare Necessities up, and like we didn't notice? Like, fuck you. Just kind of zips by. All right, moving on to animated features. Um, so what let me see was on the list. I actually almost think the only thing that mattered to me Kubo was Kubo and, uh, Actually, no, 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 that's not true. There's My Life as a Zucchini. Okay, no one will watch that. <laughs> I, oh, that I, was saw short. That. I, I saw that one because I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I'm a weirdo. No, I feel like you're the only person that saw this. Tell us about my life as a zucchini real fast. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a cute uh, stop motion animated film about a kid who's grown up in an orphanage in uh, in France, and uh, it's just like a nice film. But it, it's also in this film sometimes where like it's very well animated, but and I hate to be that guy because I did the exact opposite thing when I saw that Charlie Kaufman movie now that I can't remember the name of but that was stop motion animated and I was like why is it stop motion animated you could have done this as a short film you kind of could have done it as a live action film sorry yeah. like it was well animated but I don't really get why it was animated but it was solid I, like it wasn't amazing I have to go on a tangent box here because again they're just reading off Kubo and the Two Strings Moana My Life as a Zucchini The Red Turtle and Zootopia the big <laughs> problem I have with animated features this year is that it doesn't feature your name Kimi no Nawa which is the, the highest grossing animated film in the world and the big thing here that they included is the red fucking turtle which again is Studio Ghibli and this is the problem mm -hmm. because because he's left, 
you know, it's not any fucking good practically at all. I mean, it's okay. It's it is it is what it is. Oh, I haven't seen it, but it doesn't it hold a candle. Exactly, no one's seen it because no one fucking wants to go see it, and it's getting its lunch. I did taken. want to go see it for the record. I thought it was very pretty. It is pretty. No, no, it's it's still Ghibli. Like the animators are still there, and they're still doing a good job. It just doesn't have that same connected. It's thematically. It, there's no it's thematic not a, elements. It's it's empty. not Miyazaki. <laughs> and, and that, no, it is. It's exactly it's not Miyazaki, and it and it definitely shows. And that's the thing is that his absence from that studio has always shown like the best thing that they put out like you earth see jesus christ and that's the thing is like this just shows me that the that the oscars have no fucking idea and don't have their ear to the ground in any form and animation and it's just kind of one of those things where i like you know if we're going to talk about anime and other mo- anime movies coming out it's just clear to me that they didn't even pay fucking attention because you know it is weird since it is vote noted on by animators. Now, can we at least say thank God Sausage Party wasn't nominated? Oh, yes. no. yeah, all right, that's actually say that's that a good, real quick. <laughs> that's actually a great point. Thank Jesus yeah, Christ. No. Um, I will give them credit for not nominated Finding Dory. Not that I have anything wrong with it, but it just was uh, so okay to me. And it, I figured since it made a billion dollars, it, it was Pixar. It was definitely going to get nominated. I'm sorry. So. Finding Dory for me might have beat out Moana a little bit. Oh, Finding Dory is boring. I, I disagree. Was, I thought was, Finding Dory was, was great. Empty until it was no, I, I disagree entirely. And I think it didn't do anything interesting new with the animation at all. I thought it was... Uh, no, I, I would agree with that. I don't think it's... An, I, again, but this is the problem with looking at an animated feature like this. But this, it's a really good year for animation. Like, even though I have my problems with Finding Dory, it's still give it like a seven. I think, I think my issue is that the red turtle and life as a zucchini are on here. Because I totally agree with... <laughs> I, I don't disagree with Moana being on there. I just disagree with, like, what the category is filled out with. Mm-hmm. Kubo is amazing. I, Moana is amazing. I at least appreciate Zootopia them giving. They always give two animated films that you never heard of, like an interesting little. Yeah, well, no one in the US would have heard good, of Kimi no Nawa, and they're just not paying fucking attention. And they're like, oh, did Miyazaki come out with something this year? Pull that. And they're like, just like, it's, it's, it's exactly what it feels like. It feels like no one fucking watched The Red Turtle, because I watched The Red Turtle, and let me fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you if you're nominating it for a fucking Oscar, you definitely need to go see the fucking red turtle sorry oh yeah because like the wind rises got nominated man like yeah but that's like the wind rises is super fucking good and it was his last swang song movie it's not his last coming one. back i know because he's already coming back <laughs> yeah. I, I saw such, a good joke on the on the bitch. announcement for that i, I saw a, I saw a comment on that for his coming back from retirement where, like, Miyazaki one day is going to die, and then three years later, like, I'm not dead anymore. I decided it's not for me. I'm coming back. I'm sure he's going to complain the whole time he's working on his next movie. Yeah. It's like, time is terrible, and I'm sad, and I'm going to make this movie. Yeah, he's he's the saddest man who makes the happiest fucking movies. He really is. All right. All right. Let's do the category, the ones no one watched, which is to say documentary feature and foreign language film. Ooh, I can talk about documentary feature. All right, OJ yeah, made I, in I America. Saw... Go lawyer, go lawyer powers engage. <laughs> you know what's 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 been cool about all the OJ stuff that's coming back is that you actually finally get what I think is a very accurate portrayal of what it's like to go to trial and all the preparation and kind of emotional toil that you know that it takes on the people doing it. Um, and I think you really get to see it a lot more in the TV show just because you have a lot more time with the characters and you get to see, like, the development and, you know, all that all that good stuff. But, you know, just just when you get to the end of the TV show and, you know, pe- the trial has been going on for, like, almost a year and these people are just fucking worn out and they're going through all their, like, life experiences at the same time. It's just kind of cool to watch because it's like, ah, they're still... 
we're still fighting for justice, man. Like, I don't know. It's just, for, for me, it's like, it's a, it's a cool way that they do it. And, uh, you know, and they still, it's a timely theme too, in, in the sense that we're talking about, you know, uh, our, our African-American. We're talking about how we're soon going to be prosecuting our president. Right. Um, <laughs> Sleem! Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I didn't even have it in me. I, I will say that one thing is very interesting is, yeah, I know when the, after the show came out first, a lot of people in the, the documentaries coming out are like, oh, another seven hours of OJ. Like, I just watched the show. <laughs> but they actually, they actually do compliment each other really well because Sean's right. The show is much more about the trial. There's like an awesome episode that's just about the jury. Yeah, the jury. And like the fucking hell they went through for being stuck in a year with no TV and no outside contact and like the hell that must have been. Um, and... This is much more the more interesting parts is before and after the trial in the documentary, and that's what's really interesting is they spend three hours just setting up what was it like to be OJ before the trial? What did his career mean? What was it like to be black in America? What was the situation in Los Angeles at the time? They build such a good narrative before they even get to the murder. And then the after is awesome because OJ fucking loses his mind. Oh yeah. And like they show the footage of him stealing the Heisman trophy that, you know, now he's in jail still for. And it's bananas. It's a bunch of like fat, overweight people running around a Los Angeles casino, not knowing what the hell's going on. Like it's a crazy watchable documentary even though it's seven hours no, like i will watch that seven hours immediately for whatever oh, yeah. reason the impressive. lobby of my apartment building like there's this cop that that sits up there at night and he just watches he's been wa- he's been going through it and i swear to god he's watched it twice like i'll go up there and, <laughs> I and, and like and i've literally like i go get my mail and he's just sitting there watching it on the tv and then i'll just come up next to him and i'll like watch an hour of the damn thing <laughs> and then i'll be like i'll be like <laughs> so jesus christ what the fuck happened so oh it's, it's like it's it's, I, I also will will just shout out like definitely watch uh, I am not your Negro. I watched it a few weeks ago and I was blown away. Like I sat in the audience and I couldn't move. Like it just shook me and my sort of perceptions in a way that I was just incredibly, incredibly uh, struck by. So I just definitely recommend that movie. What's uh, let's go ahead? Oh, go ahead. I just well, I just have to say it's what's what's so funny about the uh, the show is that it, it just shows how miserable uh, trial is for everybody, for the prosecutor, for the defendant, for the jury. For America, who's like dealing with it, it's just it's just fucking miserable. <laughs> don't get a trial if you don't have to. <laughs> no, no, no Says shit. the lawyer. Says yeah. the lawyer. Sean's gonna. Sean's like, you have to watch all seven hours and then decide if you want to go to trial. <laughs> that is actually a great thing. You need to like show that to people that are like trying to sue someone. You're like, you don't want to go to trial. You is to this what you, you want? want? Are you sure? Here's the thing. Are you are you in legal action right now? You want to settle i don't care how much you hate the other person you want to settle <laughs> all right foreign language film who saw the salesman honest time i did because i love oscar for hottie uh, and i managed again La- los angeles i'm sorry no I, it's, <laughs> Fuck you ben it's, it's nearly impossible for me to see it in north fucking carolina so go ahead i know i know and it sucks it's just <laughs> i don't get my vds more of a thing but that's a different matter uh it's, it's good it's not as good as his previous films that i definitely would have given it to tony Erdman, which I didn't even love, and 
my kind of hot take is I think the American remake could actually be better. Probably won't be, but it could be. I think there's a possibility to kind of edit it a little bit. <laughs> Does it need to be three hours? I'm just saying. Um, but it's a very interesting film, and I probably would have picked it. It's not as good as A Separation, which is just goddamn masterpiece. But it's very good, but it won because of political reasons, and it's kind of shitty that it's going to forever be. Well, this is going to be the that thing that's going to come reasons. up in the next category that we're talking about. Is I was shocked about what won for documentary short. Because really? good, you didn't do things gonna happen. No, I didn't think it'd be the white helmets. I thought it would be more political reasons. Again, it's weird to me what wins for political reasons and what doesn't. Does that make sense? Like, well, isn't white helmets is kind of political too, though? White helmets is political, but it's about it's not about like the refugee crisis. Uh, right, it's more about the action incident. Ex- exactly. Well, uh, Versus Wutani, uh, my homeland, which is about ex- exactly. The That's the thing is that there, here's this like here's this like softball. Not, and I don't mean to call it a soft. It's not softball, fucking at all. It's it's awful. It's just like one of them. You know, because I actually saw these. One of them was was very topical about something going on, and it just it just this is again coming back around to the fact that like the Oscars is not a fucking decision making process and it's not a, and they're not representative of the world like it's a bunch of people making decisions it's like you know apparently america thinks that trump would be the great next the best next president like sometimes you're just like it's not necessarily a decision made off like sins it's made off of like a lot of other factors and shit uh, that you yeah. can't control. Um, sorry, what? Where did that come from? Even though we all lost right. the popular vote, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, of course he did. But the point is, is like sometimes it's all. That's the whole point, John. Is like sometimes it just splits in such a way that everyone gets fucked. Just like fuck you. <laughs> sometimes dances with wolves wins. <laughs> Instead of Goodfellas, yep. dances with Trumps. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, little flying turds around his head. Oh god, that'd be a great, that'd be a great poster. I already got that movie ready to be made. All right, um, shorts, animated short, Piper. Again, this was a, this was, wasn't which one was this along with? Uh, this is Pixar. Finding Dory is what it preceded. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was, it was really pretty good. good. Yeah, it was adorable. I, I knew this would win because my parents still talk about the animation quality in this yeah, movie. It's gorgeous. Like, it, I, I think. That's one of those movies you're just like, that looks like a goddamn ocean. How the fuck did they do I mean, did anybody else see that water in the beginning and think, wait, is is this Dory? Is this, the movie's going to look like this? This is different. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there, it shouldn't have followed a water movie. They're, so, they're such idiots because, like, the water is inferior in Dory. And then they literally do more <laughs> in the surf, like, right next to the seashore. And it doesn't look nearly as good as Piper. And I'm just like, guys, you can't show us. <laughs> Don't show your animation from five it's years like, from now. It's like the same thing that Final Fantasy. <laughs> 10 does it has these great cinematic moments and then it's like you get into the game and you're like what's oh, that blocky little piece of shit the doing there <laughs> no no amazing game I, but. I, I, I kind of wish Pearl had one because this is a you can watch it on YouTube right now it is a 360 animated movie so it is uh, you can watch it on VR or you can watch it on YouTube with, I, you know, just your I do not like the concept I'm sorry Oh really? I, I thought it was really charming. I, I, I really it's like charming. That. It's not I, like I, I guess for my purposes, like I always like camera work is for me like the core element of a film, and that's because that's that's. So you're like no 360 movies. No, ex- exactly. <laughs> like VR is removing camera work from the from the lex- lexicon, and that's just it's it's a big loss of ways to tell your story, and that's my issue. I, think I understand it. it. I think I, it's, it's just cool. another way to tell a story, eh, but it's not it's it's not as varied. Like you can't, and giving people control and 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 a movie type setting an issue, and, and giving people the ability to look other places is is really awkward. I, I mean, not uh, uh, it's I'm, I'm going to be against that a little bit personally. Uh, 
I think there's a space for both, I guess. Is my, well, my you can't, thing. you can't even do like, you can't do like, you can't like compress space. Like you lose the full power of the lens. And for me, that just, that's just, you know, that's just the death knell of movies to some extent. Like, you don't actually a movie think is VR not, is going to replace. That's why I don't think VR is ever going to replace movies. It, it never will. Like, and, then, and that's my thing is just like, but inherently a VR movie because of it, because it's giving the person in the role. It's, it's, I'm not saying it can't be an interesting experience. It'll just always be inferior to the concept of a movie as a, as a medium. Mm, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> okay. Live action shorts. <laughs> sing. All right. Live action shorts. <laughs> sing one. Uh, what do you guys think of that? No idea. I didn't see any of these. No, I don't care. Cool. But moving on. <laughs> Documentary short, The White Helmets. We already talked about it. Moving on to best acting. Because we need to get... I will say, uh, just as personal, my mom does palliative care nurse <laughs> stuff. And so you should see Extremists because it captures her life really well. Yeah. I voted for Extremists. I believe Ben, you did as well. I voted for White God House winning because <laughs> because because I knew that George Clooney has been promoting this movie. Oh, <laughs> that is he's a big supporter of the White Helmets, and he's been like showing. I will give you this. Like I, I like I remember the last time we went head to head at an Oscar ballot in college, I won, and so now mm-hmm. you have all this insider information that's pissing me off to know it. We still both <laughs> lost this year. Like we both got. Yeah, I know Trevor. I, I don't know you why. Did. Yes, you <laughs> like, did. Yeah, like we did yeah. a lot of research and just. <laughs> Second guessed everything and everything was wrong. So. Yeah, I, I overthought it. Was it. So random, Trevor went, though. Trevor went no, smart. Yeah, and like Sean won last year, and he was like both all. And that's the, that's the other thing too is I noticed that me, Ben's, and Sean's all of our things were very close together, except for like three things, <laughs> like shorts and film editing and, and like sound mm-hmm. mixing. And we were like, yeah, and I went bold with actor and got screwed on that, which we'll yeah, mention. Next. Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, acting. Uh, Boast actor Casey Affleck with I Was Shocked and honestly Ben you talked me out of it being Casey Affleck you bastard I'm sorry man no yeah. I mean I trusted you I actually I thought I thought you were I thought you I, and I agree it's usually like you know because as much as uh, what was it uh, what was the movie uh, the one uh, Nat Turner's Rebellion what was it called Oh, well, uh, birth, birth of a nation. nation. Yeah, the fact that Birth of a Nation wasn't even involved made me think that that they would come down hard on kind of allegation stuff. So nope. Again, nope, nope. Yeah, Casey nope. And, I, and, and and sorry, but I'm guessing. I, my 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 personal opinion is the reason why they didn't. White man. Sorry. Exactly. I oh come I on, guys. That's a little crap. Guys That's are- a load of bull crap. If, if not entirely, then in part, I'm sorry. That's I'm going to stand by that. I really don't care what you say. Well, I don't really I care either that, way like, because I difference... think it should go to the better acting. I don't think the scandal should even oh, no, matter. Oh, no, quite oh, honestly, oh no, for, oh no, for sure. But I'm talking, no, but but not 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 even not even just uh not, not even just Nate Parker as an actor. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the movie and t- in its entirety. But don't tell me, uh, don't tell me yeah. that that movie is anywhere close to Fences or Moonlight or La La Land. No, I'm not going to say that. But no, yeah. just like. Like, if 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 Nate, if Nate Parker was gonna have all of that shit, was gonna have all of that shit dra- 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 dragged out, uh, dragged out against him for 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 his uh, for his accusation of sexual assault. Well, it was dragged Casey out against was Casey Affleck. Same. No, well. yeah, oh, no, yeah. yes, well, but Casey sure. Affleck had the same thing happen. Like what in 2010? But like shit's still going well for him. I'm gonna like call foul and question why. Well, I think it's called foul because inherently, like, like we didn't like that movie. You didn't give that movie because Manchester score. by the Sea is a much better movie than Birth of a Nation. <laughs> it's just not; they weren't close. They're completely 
in different different fucking sports. And I and I realized, Peter, that I just said I literally set you up for that by like saying it like that. Like I literally, I, I, I just I just realized I just set up that comparison to be made and then like stomped on you. So I am sorry. That was just the way. I, and I agree. Maybe it's maybe it's subconscious that I worded it that way. But I did think that like his, I thought that his thing would affect him. I don't think. I don't think Birth of a Nation is not included because of its thing. I think it. I think it was. It was a combination of everything. With the the studio just gave up on it because yeah. they were. It was so toxic with how bad it was getting with Nate I'll, Parker that they. Just I'll agree. Let it go. I'll agree. And I think the other thing too is the difference in like maybe a bit how they handled the allegations as well. The difference is. I think the problem is that there are differences in the severity. Where Nate Parker's stuff is just a lot shittier to talk about they're both shitty to talk about don't get me wrong no I yeah oh well, 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 we need to like, we need to back i mean need to get out of here but i mean look he, uh, casey affleck can't even talk about it because of the way he settled his allegations so like he can't even go on right and i mean it, it really I mean, it should just be about the quality of the movie is what we're you know what these things should be judged based off and i, I, I disagree i i've said i said uh it, it matters to me what with the nate parker stuff and i think it matters to me the casey affleck stuff too i just don't know as much about what happened with casey affleck so i think it has to do more right. with the ruling we don't know what happened and that's kind of where there's a lot more information about it exactly yeah. where there's like there's like and he's like admitted to it happening and there's a lot more things there and the woman who did it killed herself and like there's a lot more like i can totally see their point y'all's point too that like it kind of depends on who you know and kcf like is obviously better connected so he's got like more of a social no, shield you're than right. someone you're right coming, you're like, right yeah, yeah. No, no i, I mean he, he literally would go on he would go to every interview i've ever seen guys have like do for this run with ben affleck or Matt with yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like two huge actors he would always show up with them you know like and nate parker's a dude who like stopped acting to make this movie yeah and I, but I also want to agree that there's probably a bit of that too. You know, like why do we still give Roman Polanski jobs? Like, yeah, it's fucked up. Do we give Roman Polanski jobs? I thought he was just using all his own money to do that shit. Oh no! I mean, Europe gives Roman Polanski jobs, and then American actors show up. In his oh movies. Jesus Christ! Ugh. Or Woody Allen, you know, like there's Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. They still let him make X Men movies with a bunch of children for some reason. They do. They do. <sighs> Sorry. Okay. Peter, are you there? Can of worms. Yeah. Okay. I love you. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I thought Denzel would win because I thought they were going to give not just gay stuff, but also I thought they were going to give him like his three time one because like this is his big project he's making now. Fences is going to like this August Wilson ten part movie. He's going to make every. August wasn't playing in a movie. It's going to be like his magnum opus. This is what he's. He was so partially defined his end. He was angry. He was so angry. He was not happy. Oh yeah, he was ready for that third Oscar definitely. And uh, I I guess for me too, like I feel like Fences was like the weak link in kind of that category for me a little bit. The thing that was up there, like for me, like you know, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. don't really have a chance of it but like honestly like fences was was kind of the weak link for me after hidden because i like i like hidden figures better than fucking fences i'm sorry i think i will actually probably still still agree with you on that one just 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 because of like 
how I can, how I walked out of both film how I walked right. out of both films right. in comparison well, emotionally. And also, Hidden Figures is a much more basic film, but damn if it doesn't do everything right and like it, it has it organized and that matters to me. It's, it's a film. A it's a film. Fences is not a film. <laughs> Eso- this is not esoteric a film. as fuck. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, all right, best actress Emma Stone. This is. Woo! Uh, I thought she earned it. It's a long time coming for it. her, and like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like legacy awards or whatever. But I, I really liked her. In I this. mean, I understand not giving another fucking Oscar to Meryl Streep, and I, I <laughs> sure as fuck didn't see Flores Monster Jenkins. <laughs> right? You even got me there. I didn't want to see oh, that. It's good, like, guys. I like it's that good. story. And, I, and let me be honest here a little bit too. I think, and I didn't see Jackie, but. Uh, I still think everyone else in the category is Is Isabella Hooper and Ruth Nega like may have deserved it a little bit more. I don't know. I mean if anyone well, if anyone was I gonna take it away that I would have given it to Natalie Portman. Yeah. I didn't think Natalie Portman. Again, was I didn't see Jackie. Run, frankly, I did not see Jackie, so but, I can't say. Yeah. I, I did, and I'll just say that for me personally, yeah. that I thought she did the best of the uh, five and i and, and no i'll agree because it's more it's again and that's the thing is like jackie is total best actress bait because she's doing a transformative experience oh, yeah. it's the kind of thing that like meryl streep would have done years ago or she did do with a fucking iron lady which is a terrible film <laughs> why I've she's heard. being why she's being <laughs> like fucking oh, i don't I'll never i i could it. barely it's so weird that it's like her her wins isn't it like deer hunter like no it's Kramer versus kramer and <laughs> yeah. then sophie's choice then the iron lady like it's such a weird <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a weird movie for her to pick to do and i don't i still don't understand it i think it's Was because anyone like know? it's like oh we haven't given meryl streep an oscar in a while we'll, we'll give it to her for this movie yeah, yeah exactly. a while i love it <laughs> was anyone else upset that amy adams wasn't nominated Oh yeah, yeah that is absolutely. brutal. Actually, uh, for uh, Arrival, yeah, she carried Arrival. Arrival. On the back. She absolutely deserved like that was everything. I would have voted for her for that over Emma. I mean, I can't speak to the ones I didn't see, but I would have voted for her for that over Emma Stone. Period. Uh, I don't know. She, uh, Amy Adams, was very good in Arrival, but. Emma Stone, I think, really made La La Land a good movie. Like Ryan Gosling was there. Yeah, Renette, She's, Ryan, I mean, like, I, it's fair to it's fair. fair to say that Emma Stone is iconic. Yeah, like she, that was perfect. Yeah. She was, I mean, she was like designed for that role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is our closest thing we have to like an old Hollywood A lister, and it's like an old Hollywood A lister role. <laughs> you know, it's all about becoming. Yeah, a Hollywood A-lister. maybe sometimes like, for this perfect. one, like I, I, I'm not against her taking it. I, I agree. I wish I'd seen Jackie now a little bit because I feel like I'd be with you, Ben. Especially I, I, as much as I heard about like the way she did her voice and how like she actually like apparently listens to Jackie, like a Jackie Onassis's like tour video of the White House, like on repeat, yeah, to like get her accent right and all the put like you know because I know that I heard alone is not impressive like, to me as an actor. Like, <laughs> what that alone is not impressive to me as an actor i mean yeah there's the whole immersive well, transformative it's, it's thing everything. but like yeah. just getting the voice right the playing the character is more than that i mean well i think she did more just the voice i think she did play a right. amazing did, character. Yeah. She, she, and she gets the body language right and, and what i'll say about jackie is interesting is it is a weird art house movie it is not <laughs> what you expect from a classic <laughs> biopic and that's why it only got nominated for best Maybe actress I do need I think to every see oscar it. voter saw it and was like what the fuck is this movie no is i i am definitely i'm definitely down for it i definitely want to go see it now after like and especially seeing what it was like and i and i like read more stuff well, like, about it the, in preparation for this and the score is done by mika levy who's most famous for doing the score for 
under the skin, like a weird dissonant score. Like they didn't do like a classic, you know, John Williams rising string score that you would expect for it. They did a weird horror movie score yeah, for it, the fucking biopic. What? It's a weird and movie. It is, I wish you like, had told me this when after you saw it because then I would have seen it like the day after Ben. My God, a biopic of Jack I'll Kennedy's more, widow. Like that's just such a weird fucking moment in history. And like, like honestly, that's the reason I didn't see it because I was like really weirded out by its presentation and like. I, yeah. I, just, I don't know. It's bizarre. Yeah, it, and now apparently it's, it's, all about now apparently legacy. it's, it's I, strength, and it's one of those things that I'm just like, clearly I missed. Yeah, it's, yeah they, they didn't. I uh, love movies about legacy, and this was definitely a movie that was all about They just about, didn't like, market it very well. <laughs> yeah, they didn't market it worth a damn. No, they marketed it as like a boring yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. We're almost through this. We're going to go on to supporting actor. So Mar- uh, apologies, I'm going to butcher his name, but he is the first... Marshall Ali, which for Moonlight for Best Supporting Actor, definitely... 100%. He's my favorite character in that movie. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that was totally deserved. I loved it. Yeah. His performance was yeah. I, I the thing the thing the thing that I love about the thing that I loved about his performance and I think I said it when we were when we were first talking about Moonlight is that he served as such like a, a, along along with along with the character that along with the character that 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 Janelle Monae played uh, Teresa, uh, ter- Janelle, Janelle Monae as Teresa and then and, and then Mahershala as Juan set such a great foundation for, uh, of 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 like how Chiron how Chiron should see himself. Like like even though even though stuff didn't work out like and, and the way he played that role was such a great setup for me. I also yeah. love how that man laughs. I love his laugh so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he can laugh yeah. at like the cheesiest like times where like you could just as an actor, it's really hard to just laugh on cue and make it sound like genuine. I don't think he has to even try. I think he just has a gift <laughs> for it. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So okay, cool. He, he his his voice is liquid sex. Like oh well, my god, every time he talks, that's about oh, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah. Also in uh, also in uh, Luke Cage this year. Very, very yeah, well yeah. He yeah, yeah. plays Cottonmouth in Luke first, Cage, so. which, first, which notably a lot of people thought that show went downhill when he left that yeah, show. Yeah, I agree. Like, no, uh, I agree hundred percent. Oh man! But uh, first Muslim actor to ever get an Oscar. What? That's pretty cool. Which is actually surprising. To me. Cool. Not surprising to me, but but like, I, well, it's very. It, the fact that it is that is surprising to me, but also I'm not surprised that the Oscars have not given a Muslim given a Muslim an, an Oscar before. <laughs> like, <laughs> <just> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! All right, so supporting actress Viola Davis for Fences, and this is the big thing that I wanted to kind of say. Um, this would have been robbery at night, and I agree with you. I don't love fences, but I would, I would definitely do Viola Davis before. Uh, before uh, Denzel. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think her. No, 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 no. Trust me, trust me. I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with you because, no. I, because the entire time she was giving that acceptance speech, I kept, I, I didn't say it, I didn't say it on, on, our, on our message thread, but I'm thinking the entire time it's like. This is all three acceptance speeches that that for for all three nominations wrapped up in one, and I am totally all right with it. Right, <laughs> and this is the thing too. This is a hard category because it's Nicole Kidman and Lion. You know that is yeah. what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Octavia Spencer and Hidden Figures, solid, solid, solid ass thing. Michelle Williams is amazing in Manchester by the Sea, and and like a true supporting role where it's like one scene and she has one real unbelievable right. Scene. right, 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 right. And that's the thing is, and then you have Naomi Harris and Moonlight, which is good. I, I, I'm gonna say this. I think Naomi Harris again because of like you know, and I actually didn't know that she only filmed for three days. I do feel like the way she's organized in that film shows that a little bit. 
What do you mean? Because there's like one after one after one. Yeah, just in like and like the way she's used. I think she's amazing in the film. Oh, you mean like? Uh, yeah, I think it's just unfortunate yeah. because she's she's the only one who's in every single actor who's in every single right. piece. You know what I mean? And maybe that's and like it just me sucks that you want to give like a Trevante Rhodes or it, the, I can't remember the actor who played the middle school kid. Exactly. Uh, Chinese. Exactly, and I think that's the thing is like for me, there's so many other great actors and that and actors and actresses in that movie. Well, specific, clearly this is the supporting actress, but I guess there's no supporting actress in Moonlight. But uh, well, it, yeah, I mean, other, no, there's a, there's also um, Janelle Monae who plays Wands. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, mean, I, I would say I guess my thing for that movie specifically is that she's not as great. As, she's the she's the nameline actress, and I feel and the, my point is that everyone else there is is doing work, and she's not doing as much work as them. Is would be my comment. Well, that might be the epitome of a, a good supporting actress role, though, in in a sense. On the other hand, didn't y'all think that Viola Davis needed to be nominated for lead rather than supporting? That I, was my question. I think so. I think so, and I think that Deb Patel should also be nominated for lead. I do not understand why. And, Everyone's talking about Viola Davis, and that's fair, but he's the fucking lead of Lion. Like, I don't get it. And here's another thing that I'm going to say. If Viola Davis was in the running with Emma Stone for La La Land, even though I fucking hate Fences, again, her performance is better than La La Land. I'd pick her over Emma Stone, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. I would. And I'd, it's just nothing to say. It's just it's a dramatic performance. It has a power. It has a gravitas. I mean, she's doing a play, but she's doing the shit out of that play. And yeah, I can hate I, Fences all I day mean, for it. It is I acting mean, the yeah, movie. Yeah. When, you, when you have a woman, when you when you have a woman that that for all three times she was nominated, that when you have a woman who, who can like cry and have snot come out of her nose on cue... And you are like, and and the second she does that, you are like zeroed in on every word she's saying. You're done. She she like puts. No, she should have won for doubt back in 2008. Like, I don't know how she. What blows me away about her reaction to like the affair, though. Well, hold hold on. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, I was just gonna say that like Viola Davis can be in like terrible things like Suicide Squad and uh, the fucking. Oh god, she was school fucking TV show that I can't. Oh, how to get how to get yeah, like just god awful trash, and she like fucking carries those on her back. You know, she's always putting together. Question, Sean, just curious. Are you calling? Are you calling how to get with murder god awful trash because you yourself are a lawyer, or because you've actually watched the show and you think it's trash? Oh, I've actually watched the show. I'm just curious. I mean, I've only seen the first episode, so I really can't speak to it. I'm just curious about how you see it. Can I be honest? I I love Shonda. I really do. I love, uh, oh God, like, I, I, you know me, Scandal. Peter. I've watched several fucking seasons no, yeah, yeah. Of, of, like, multiple of her shows. I don't like how to get away with murder. Like, no, I, I, no, like, that, 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 that is totally fine. I mean, like, like I said, I've only seen one episode, so I really don't have anything to base any opinion Scandal about this show off of. Scandal is amazing. And Scandal goes on too many seasons would be my only buff with Scandal, but, like, like I'm sorry, I, how yeah. to get away with murder it's, it's... is just is well i mean not to be offensive like scandal devolved into from a good premise into trash and that's the thing is like now it does feel like how to get away with murder like began as trash yeah it's <laughs> that's the whole that's its whole shtick is it's trying to be like as trashy as i mean it's super entertaining like i watch it for a whole season no exactly i would <laughs> argue know? i would argue <laughs> uh, but it, you, Peter, you realize it's like a guilty pleasure. Like you're watching it, you feel bad about it, but you're still gonna fucking watch it. <laughs> it's like the Bachelor. Ba- what are you gonna do? <laughs> don't don't even go there, Sean. <laughs> Tonight was the fantasy night. <laughs> Please let's oh, not God. go there. 
<laughs> All right, last up, and this is going to be an hour and 30 minute long cast. Directing. Directing it was Damien Chazelle. And of course, he used to direct La La Land. And again, that one. Oh my God, I don't even remember who is. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Best director. Jesus Christ. I hated this sheet we what? did this year. We should have got a different sheet. Dennis Villanueva for Arrival, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, Damien Chazelle, Kenneth Logram for Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Mm. Uh, man. He is the uh, youngest. So we all feel bad about ourselves. He is the youngest best director winner of all time at 30. Yeah, I love what Peter said when that happens. Like, I have six years to do something with my life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually not. I, 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 the one thing I'll give the Academy is they don't lightly give a young person an award, which no. I appreciate. <laughs> like, they don't. They, yeah, no. They don't true. raise the bar for us as is. We still got a, like a comfortable amount of years before it's like best actor, best whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we, we're already all past the youngest nominee, which is uh, John Singleton. God damn it. Uh, 24. Ben, why do you know these facts? <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> like, I didn't need to know that. <laughs> oh, and uh, Orson Welles made Citizen Kane. He's 24. There you go. Uh, <laughs> feel bad about your life. It's okay. Great. Uh, I, I, again, another thing where like I'm very close to La Land and Moonlight, but I kind of want to give it to Damon Chazelle, honestly. Like, he just... I- I really do think he made one of the best directed musicals I've seen. Whoa. Oh, he took whoa. a lot from the old. I absolutely agree because I think he took a lot from the old musicals and he took a lot from modern interpreta- style as, techniques and directing. As an interpretation, yeah. As an in- okay, I see what you're, I see where you're coming from. Uh, yeah, as an interpretation, I'm not. I think he did what I like, which he took a lot from the old and he took a lot from the new, and he, yeah. he made a very yeah. As good as doing his own thing in terms of an interpretation, I wouldn't call it the best musical out there. Is what I'm just. No, I'm not saying best that, musical. No, no, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm literally I'm the, like for a moment I was pe- freaking out. Um, look at my look at my. No, 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 no I'm, get, I'm getting straight. I'm getting straight. Music. But I think my thing is like both <laughs> Arrival has a, has amazing direction. Moonlight has amazing direction. No, I loved and Manchester by the Sea. He's to win eventually. And I guess this is the one for me is that like for me like this is actually in terms of direction like you know for instance like if you were to pick best actor and you throw Fences into best actor I would be pretty anti best actor for Denzel on Fences a little bit and I don't mean that mean I just mean that like there's some really really fucking other good people in there like even Viggo Mortensen and Captain Fantastic like all of these are really really good I mean other than Ryan Gosling a little bit or Andrew Garfield I guess they're in there too but okay (laughs) (laughs) three of them are very fantastic they're all great except not half of them Um, except (laughs) what makes La La Land I think a special movie and what's kind of cool to see Damon Chazelle win is that of of all the movies that I can think of recently La La Land probably captures like the millennial experience the best in terms of kind of showing like you know what it's like to try to like kind of make it in you know when kind of difficult times when the odds can be against you in many different ways. Um, and I liked, I liked the fact that someone actually made that movie and did it well. And it's kind of cool to see that all the people who made it are millennials themselves. And it's, you know, it's like, well play it, sir. You know, you here's my case. Oscar. Here's my case for moonlight. And this is where I'm going to say it takes a particular kind of director to work with that many young actors and actresses and that many in the course of the movie and to create this, like he he via direction itself wills into existence this timeline of a human being from different disparate actors that are very different body shapes sizes and characteristics 
And I think that's what's like super impressive to me about Moonlight is that's that's an act of direction yes, there dude, specifically. Like in the old, I mean, I chalked it up to the actor. I mean, of course, it's the actor as well, but like the guy, no, absolutely, the 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 man who 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 plays um, no, Tyrone in, in the black segment. You can see like the teenager like inside of him. Like you can see the right. body language is still just like it's pretty in crazy. There, it's crazy. It's so good. Yeah, and and they didn't watch the other person's reels right what? Like, really? I, right no they yeah didn't. barry yeah. jacobs said yeah. the other actors did not see the other people at and all. that's the thing is that it's that wild. is truly an act of direction and that is why i would put moonlight up there i again totally I, I still put that I, I like manchester i i I'm, i like man moonlight and manchester this is a fucking actually pretty hard year to be entirely honest um i love manchester i think manchester is much better written than moonlight but again, it doesn't show in the direction, so I'm I'm very inclined to give Moonlight on my own personal thing to say that Barry Jenkins' combination of actors and specifically the if direction is specifically the art of working with actors. Um, you know, Damien Chazelle is working with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Like this guy is working with disparate actors and pulling them together into one human being, and I think that's a fucking masterful act and that's that's my beef with this thing is that you know if la la land is one best picture i'd be okay with it but like i really do think that barry jenkins deserved best director i I won't disagree that's a fair point and i and i understand that it it matters that la la that moonlight wins best picture like it matters to people internally and i understand why it matters but like you know from like a pure like you know what? giving people like you know like what this what deserves and i was like yeah. yeah 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 i don't well i don't think la la land deserved best picture over moonlight i think moonlight's the better movie I would agree with that. but I, if, if it had lost there i would have been i i think i think and that's the only bit i'm saying here is i feel like i feel like barry jenkins was a little bit robbed here <laughs> more than anywhere else and i think that's the thing is that i really do you know strength to everyone in moonlight but i do think that you know you have stronger actors on this list denzel viola davis emma stone and ryan gosling are stronger actors than the main three guys playing in moonlight but the string of them together and the combination of that which is an act of direction is the strongest thing that was shown this year. Mm, nice. Yeah, I can get by. Cool. That's a good I like, place. I like, I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's yeah. a good place to end it, guys. All right. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Sarah Becker. Thanks for listening. Ben Haworth. I got nothing. <laughs> Trevor Flynn. Good night, everybody. Peter Dancy. Bye, guys. And Sean Solis. It's been fun. At least we can say the movies were better than the Oscars uh. themselves. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah, I agree with that. And I have been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. If you'd like to support us, head on over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us, where you can go and check out our AudibleTrial.com backslash Tuscan link, where you can go get a free 30-day trial at Audible.com. Or you can use the Amazon referral link to go do your regular Amazon shopping. And you can go ahead and send us a couple bucks that way. That's two free ways to help support the Movie Gang podcast. We thank you for that. Also, while you're over there, check out all our various other podcasts, including Save Point Gamecast, A Feast for Bros, Geek Space Nine, and Animania, our animation podcast, where you can hear our most recent episode about Kimi no Nawa, which was totally fucking robbed this year from the Oscars. So go hear about my bitterness about that, and we really appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks.